Sonata Cat. Thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, Sam Gilstrap. We are back, the Ghost Lights Podcast. I feel like every time I do one of these nowadays, I have to say, we're back! Because we're always gone for a really long time. But it's uh, it's because we're out there grinding. Poor actors making rich decisions, you know what I'm saying? Um, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is in the house with us tonight. Her name is Jenna. Hi, Jenna Moraes. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Ghost Lights studio, my living room. This is a beautiful studio. <laughs> Thank you very it's much. Really cozy. Yeah, tonight our unofficial um, sponsor is Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yes, mm, delicious. Yes. So if you're listening at home, I hope you have a glass and you'll you'll partake and join us tonight as we as we embark on this new experience, getting to learn about one of our favorite actresses in town. Um, our paths crossed um, like professionally, officially, when we were when I was understudying bus stop over at the Arvada Center. Yeah. yeah. Was, oh my gosh. It's been a while. Yeah. Been on the, you, but before that, you've been you were already carving out your, your your place in this town. So it's really cool to see the growth and everything that you've been doing since then. Um, so we'll we'll first ask <laughs> the, the favorite actor question. What's next? What do you have going on? <laughs> Uh, so next, I am doing Shakespeare in the parking lot. Sweet. It's like the fifth year or something that we've been doing it. Um, Still the same group? It's It keeps changing, which is fun. There's only like three originals, hmm. which is me, John Hauser, Justin Walfred. Um, yeah, and <laughs> we've been doing it for a very long time. We thought it was going to get canceled after like the first year. Hmm. And they keep just like asking us back. And, <laughs> Offering us more money, and they're like, okay, sure. That's a bit. So I'm doing that again. I think we, uh, Justin calculated that in this contract, we would have hit, we will hit our like 500th performance or something. Wow. I know. We do a lot of performances. How many do you normally squeeze in in a week? Um, that's a great question. We're, I think we're allowed to do up to four shows a day. Wow. We're allowed to. <laughs> so we're like, that's our limit, actually, because it's like oh. Shakespeare Olympics sometimes. Oh, man. Like, yeah, we, we could do like RMJ four times or two RMJs in midsummer or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's exhausting. How, so break it down for me because I only heard the stories from the road, mm -hmm. the grind that it is. But what is that like? Do you have to know the play in its entirety? Uh, no, so it's like a 45 minute version of it. Okay. And we like pretty much do like the highlights of the parts that we think is probably the most important for the kids to remember mm -hmm. or digest. And we just, yeah, we just do a fast and furious um, Shakespeare in the parking lot performance and it's on a truck and <laughs> so we just do all the things. Yeah, so I'm doing that next sure. as well as starting 
tricky for any auditions or not auditions, rehearsals. Okay. Um, at the Orvox. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. That, and that's based off the old movie, yes, the body the swap. The movie in the book, yeah. So it was wow. like the mom and the daughter like get all mad at each other and then they swap bodies one day on a Friday specifically. What? And they have to like live each other's lives and mm -hmm. yeah. It's so Disney. It's so <laughs> Disney Channel. It's going to be great. When is that open? Uh, I think we're in April. April 17, 16? Oh, nice. I thought we should check my calendar. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, that's probably the best. I was on a, a callback recently, and I did not have any dates in my brain. So when I was asked why I wasn't auditioning for another show, I was like, uh, because uh, there's no parts for me. Yes, there is. Um, because uh, uh, um, I'm doing a show. Yes, that's, that's the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have that stuff in your brain. Goodness. And like these shows cast so far in advance that it's hard to like keep them straight sometimes. I've definitely like shot myself in the foot where I would just like freak out and audition for everything mm -hmm. and then accept everything and then be like, oh, wait. Yeah. These really conflict. Sorry. <laughs> and everyone's been so gracious about it, but that is not a fun conversation to have. No. no. But I can't imagine that. I've, I've like, been, I'm the guy that, like, I, I think I've booked myself, wait, like, double book myself in advance. I'm like, oh shit. And I'll double check. And, but before I double check, I call and immediately drop out of one project. Oh, <laughs> and oh like, oh, wait, no. Like, I actually, I I actually it works. It, it's okay. Yeah, so thankfully I haven't had that problem, but that has to be a tough conversation. It is. <laughs> like, I don't recommend it. That's why I, like, immediately I put everything in my calendar. I have to. That's important. Especially, I mean, so much of our lives is, like, it's always looking ahead. Yeah. yeah. You have to know what you're doing three months in advance. Yeah. It is not easy out there, that's for sure. I mean, like, I'm, you know, you're just trying to schedule, like, bartending shifts around Preach. everything else I know. and you're like oh fuck now i can't do that i know oh yeah so it's 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 definitely folks at home if you've got a calendar on your phone if you've got uh the the hard copy you know if you like to go analog please pull that out and write down what you've got going on so you know so you don't forget yeah i used to be one of those crazy people that would have like my phone calendar a planner another plan like i had to have like four different planners, all with the same things. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is making me more anxious, I think, <laughs> because I'm like so worried I'm gonna forget something. Oh yeah. That I had like all these different things, but now I'm like, if I just immediately put it in my phone, mm -hmm. hopefully I'll be fine. It, it, it took a lot of fine tuning, I think, <laughs> and a lot of learning and growing. Yes, measure twice, cut once. Yes. yes. It's, it's okay to be overly prepared, but don't make yourself crazy for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is so true. Don't you want to get too far into your head before anything actually happens? Easier said than done. Absolutely, yeah. We 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 are we are actors. Goodness. Yeah, the crazy artists. So Jenna, acting. Acting. How did it happen? Um, goodness, I didn't want it to happen for a while. I think. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, well, my mom. So my mom is an actress in the Philippines. And she like did movies and stuff, and like my whole family, like she's one of six kids, mm -hmm. and like in the Philippines, like everyone just like knows how to play guitar and knows how to sing. They love karaoke, like, and so like I grew up into a very artistic home, mm -hmm. and like I said, my mom's an actress in the Philippines, and like she, I remember when I lived there when I was three, she like had me do commercials out there and like all these other things, and I think that's kind of when it started, and I. 
didn't really know what I was doing. I was mm. such a kid. And then we moved to, like, we moved back to the States and, um, How young were you? I, I don't think I was very, well, I think I was just like three. I think we like lived yeah. there for a few months. Then we, okay, we moved back. And then, um, and then my mom would like direct these like church plays <laughs> and I was always having to be in it. I was have to like dance and sing and act and all these things. And it, I guess it just came like really easily to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, my mom was never like a stage mom, but she like coached me nice. and she was always like, okay, like if someone's in front of you, you move, you move away so people can see your face, like little yeah. things like that. And so I had, I was always like very stage conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kept like doing things. We moved to Colorado, um, and my mom was a single mom, so she needed like after school things, mm-hmm. and so she always enrolled me into like choir or after school dance or like theater stuff, and so or like theater classes. Like I took a whole bunch of classes at the Aurora Fox, and that's kind of start when it started like really getting serious. So I was like twelve. Mm. Um, and I, all my teachers asked me to like audition for Little Foxes, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. yeah. not the Fox. And I got into like every show that I auditioned for, and it was really awesome. I did Annie, of course. I did this like weird tour called um, A Tree with Arms, which was like really political for like a children's show. Um, <laughs> and then we did Sideways Stories when we said school. I, I did like one of the only children's show that Mamet wrote. Um, Mammoth has a children's play out there? Yeah, it's called Revenge of the Space Pandas or Binky and the Time Traveling Clock or something. Oh my god, I think I, I saw it after. Like, no, it was remounted recently. Oh, that's um, what it was. I think like Jack Buffso directed it or something. Like, oh shit, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's like a weird like Mammoth show for kids. Um, Juices for closers! <laughs> Sorry. And like, and then it got to the point where my cut, so my cut, my younger cousin Alexander, he's an amazing. He was like he he is about like three years younger than me, and it was always me and him being put into these classes together. And my aunt and uncle were like, Alexander's auditioning for Dem School of the Arts. You should audition too. And I was like a fresh, I was like going into my freshman year, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know about this. I don't want to get in. I want to go to normal school and like go to sports games because like DSA didn't have sports or anything. Mm. Like I want to like try out different classes and not only do one major, I want to like do it all. And so I was, I auditioned just to like please my family. Yeah. Um, but I was like secretly hoping that I wouldn't get it. And then I got it and I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> I got to see this through, I guess. And then like freshman, sophomore year was like really hard. I think it's hard no matter what school you are, mm-hmm. but it was because I think it was also like really competitive and, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. And it was like, high school's always just hard because hormones and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, freshman, sophomore year, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I should drop out, all these things. And then I did, I did like a comedy show my junior year. And then I was like, okay, cool. Nice. This is, I think this is what I want to do. I think it was like, a, I think comedy saved me in that moment. Because I was just, everything was so dramatic and so heavy yeah. that doing this like one comedic show where, because I didn't know I could do comedy. I've always had to be, had to be the girl crying. Yeah. And I still want to always ask to be the girl crying. <laughs> um, but like a lot of people, I love comedy and like that really was like, this is what I want to do. I want to mm-hmm. like make people laugh. I want to do all these things and yeah. 
Which uh, college did you go to? Um, I did two years in LA, and then I was like, wow, it's really expensive to live out here, and I'm not getting any richer, so I finished up at UNC in Greeley. Nice. Um, and a hotbed of theatrical talent. Yeah, university. Oddly enough, like I think this is like nothing to do, so people <laughs> just like invest themselves in their art. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it was it was a nice little hub of, of artists and yeah, and then I was like gonna get my master's, and then I freaked out, and then I did do that, and then mm. I just stayed in Denver. Well, so that's my history. That's that's a pretty that's an awesome history. Thank you for <laughs> like, that's so funny. Like, usually when we have guests on, you know, there's that the, the bug bites them really early and, and that just kind of blossoms from there. And, and not to say that high school isn't early, but for you to share that there was like some trepidation about getting involved in it. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's really refreshing. Yeah. Actually. Well, it's also like my, my parents were so supportive, but they also knew that it would be difficult. Mm-hmm. And so they're always like, why don't you go into journalism and like be like a news anchor or something, mm-hmm. or like, why don't you be a nurse? Like every Filipino is a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and so they're just like, why don't you do this and this? And so I think that was also a question, like, oh gosh, like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. for a second there, I was like, I want to be like an editor. Like, I wanted to have like a fashion magazine or something and and write about stuff like that. And and yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's ingrained in me though. Like, I can't see myself doing anything. Well, it seems like, I mean, yeah, one of the things that bonded you and your mother together was performance, even yeah. even on those scales of like whatever a church production can be. And, and I'm, forgive me, people at home, I'm, I've never been to a church but more than like three times in my life and never was there a performance. I was just getting fire and brimstone the entire time. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, our, our church was big on the production. It's great. And like we would do like these huge musicals, like one was called Candy Cane Lane. Oh. And I was Candy Cane Jane. And there's like videos of it, and it's really terrifying to watch. <laughs> well, actually, we, we, we got it here. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it was like little things like that. Also, like really what helped me was my cousin. Like it was just me and him. Mm-hmm. And we would, like, put on variety shows for my family. And, yeah, we would, like, do sketches. We would do, we would do puppet shows. Mm-hmm. We would do, like, all these things. And it was, like, we, like, fueled each other's creativity in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also got to the school at DSA. And so it was, like, nice to grow with him. And then he just, like, split theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was actually going to be my next question. Is he still performing? No. Wow. wow. He just quit theater. Wait, how old was he then? Was he, you said, junior year? Like, well, after after he graduated. Oh, wow. He just, like, stopped. And he's an amazing musician. Like, mm. so he's still doing music, but he was like, I don't want to do theater anymore. Mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> We're doing this together. And now it's like, now it's just me. Mm. Except my mom still, like, does act a little bit. Oh, does she? Yeah. Like, it's so weird, because I used to be represented by Big Fish. Huh. I was, rep- I, I think I signed on with them when I was 12. I was really young. And I did it. And then I recently was like, I think it's time for us to part ways. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically because there was like so many different agents that like came in and out. Mm-hmm. And I think I fell through the cracks. But it got to the point where my mom and my stepdad were booking more work than me. <laughs> and they're not like, what? what? 
you're not even like actors anymore. My mom's not an actor anymore, or yeah. whatever. And my dad's definitely not an actor. He just kept like sending them out on work and like modeling stuff or commercials or whatever. And I was like, hello. <laughs> the one that's go- working at it. I'm here. like, what's going on? And my mom's like, can I just put this like mattress fern commercial? And like, they want me to model for this nursing thing. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, we need to part ways. I'm like, sorry. So then I was like, I think it was only, I've only been with Radical now for like two, three years maybe. Mm-hmm. But that was like the best decision I could have made. Have you noticed like a significant change from there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I, I love like Kathy and Patty when they, like I signed on with them and Patty left and now it's Kathleen and I love them so much. They like watch all your things and they care about your growth and they send you out on work and that's really, yeah. but yeah, like the, for a while, like big fish, like was still like emailing me. I'm like, I dropped you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I know a lot of people with big fish still that are booking and whatever. So that's the Lexia, but it was just so funny. I was like, how are my parents booking more stuff than me? And I'm like yeah. <laughs> writing you to shows and asking you to see my work and all these things. I'm like, okay. Just a question about like their involvement in like your growth as an actress, your parents specifically, mm-hmm. not Big Fish. They parted ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, are they, I mean, would, how are they as critics or are they just extremely supportive? Oh my gosh, yeah, they're super supportive. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't think they, I've never heard them be like, oh yeah, this person's bad or mm. this show is bad or I like this show better. Like, they just kind of, they're one of those people like, my daughter's on stage, you know, like, I do think my mom likes musicals more than the plays, which is sad because I'm, like, trying to, like, slowly shift to more plays and yeah. less musicals, but, yeah, my mom loves, loves the music and stuff, so. That's great. Yeah. What, um, you're transitioning away from musicals, what's, like, is it just a, you feel more comfortable in, like, quote-unquote, a straight play? Oh, or, yeah. Really? Musicals give me really bad anxiety. Mm. Gave me super bad anxiety. I think it's just like a matter of like, there's so many technical things you need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me personally to like lose myself in it, uh-huh. which is like what I prefer to do when I am acting. Just Absolutely. so like in a straight play, I can just kind of like focus on being present and intentional. I don't have to focus on like lifting my soft palate so I can hit this note uh-huh. or like being on this count. So like for this dance move. And so it's, I personally love plays more than musicals just because I can be more present and mm. a little bit more flexible in that way. But like musicals are like so athletic and they're so, yeah, like I, yeah. for lack of a better word, just they're so technical. Yeah. No, they, they, it's hard for me sometimes. Yeah, they require a lot of the artist. I mean, yeah. you're right. I mean, I think keeping one of the things that, aside from my inability to sing, which has kept me from getting mm-hmm. cast in them, is like this all the technical sides of it. It's, it's, it's minutia. There's details trying to keep that straight in your brain, keeping the count in your brain, the you know, notes and so on and so forth. That, that's where I'm often like, just like, uh, you can see me like check out. Cause <laughs> yeah, you're, like, cause you're like, I need to figure, I need to yeah. focus on so many other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have like, a, have had a weird relationship with like singing in general. Mm-hmm. Like my voice and I have never gotten to um, and so that has been a journey as well. And I think that's has affected my my mindset when it comes to musicals. Mm. Yeah. How how is your vocal stuff going now? <clears throat> it's going good. Good. Um, 
yeah, it, <laughs> it's weird because I always refer to my voice now as like my new voice. Like mm-hmm. everything's like, oh yeah, things are different since I got my new voice. <laughs> um, Candies t- taste better now. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, I, I feel like it. it um, it's been like reset, mm. and my range is different, and I feel like I have a better relationship with that because it feels like I have a little more control over it. It feels. Um, a little bit more dependable, even mm-hmm. on days where I'm tired. Um, so even though the time that I couldn't speak for three months was very, very challenging and very, very stressful and, mm-hmm. and depressing and whatever, it um, like it, it all worked out in the end, as things do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Sometimes I actually miss not talking. It, like, it felt like a, sometimes it's like, it was like a silent yoga retreat is how mm-hmm. I put it. And, um, and it's sometimes it's nice to not talk and just listen to people. And be, and it's so odd because like sometimes I'll not say anything mm-hmm. and that's like, not that there's anything wrong or anything, but everyone's always like, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. It's such a weird social reaction where we always have to be mm-hmm. talking or, you know, yeah. it's like, why can't I just listen? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like us in our phones. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it, it feels like it's that co- that connection to some type of instrument being involved in the moment vocally. If we're not talking, if we're not sharing our opinion about something, then we're not technically involved in it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not the case. I mean, I think being present just as just a listener yeah. is extremely important. It's, it's, it's like it's it's it's, it's valuable to relationships. Because yeah. that's how I mean we get to learn about each other. It's not by talking through them, and that's it's cool that you learn that through what some would deem like a hardship, or not maybe not learn. No, it was definitely a hardship. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Yeah, it was only hardship, but I did learn a lot from it. Like, yeah, it was also just a weird social experiment because mm-hmm. I had my whiteboard and I would like write everything down and like in order to communicate. And, like, a lot of people around me would notice mm. that I was writing everything down. And they would, like, either treat me like I was deaf or foreign. And it was so interesting. And I was like, this is wild. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did they speak up louder to you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Some pe- a lot of people signed at me. Ooh. Like, did sign language. I was like, maybe I shouldn't sign language. Um, <clears throat> Good thing to put on the resume. Yeah. A lot of people definitely spoke louder. They're like, I'd be at like a brewery, like we have an IPA, we have a Kolsch, we have. And I was like, I can read. I'm like, I can just write it down on my whiteboard, and whatever. And like other people would just like sit next to me at the bar mm-hmm. and like ask me what was going on, and I have to write it down. And eventually, our conversations would get going, and eventually, like, can I write on your whiteboard and like talk to you that way? So I have conversations with people just writing mm-hmm. back and forth. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, freshen your drink. I would love another. I know. Basil gets me going. It's it's a good one. <laughs> no judgments here. I, the, we are starting this show on my second, but I'm nursing it. I've got a bottle of what looks like tequila, but it's actually water. Nice. Yeah. Classy. I just want to take the uh, stickers off. No problem. Um. But yeah. So yeah, the voice has been good. The voice has been really nice. Um. It it's fun revisiting things that used to frustrate the shit out of me, mm, like, like vocally, I guess, mm-hmm. and and like see what my new voice could do. And, um, 
it's funny, I, when I first started speaking, I was like, what if it's going to be so different? Like, what if I sound so different? Like, what if I come out and I'm, like, British or something? Or, like, you know, or, or the bass. Oh, man, yeah. Or something, I'm like, you know? Like, hey, John. <laughs> I was, like, so scared. But it, yeah. It's the same, just a little bit better and stronger. And Is there? Would you mind like what's one of those things that you were like aside from like the voice being completely different? Yeah. Something that you've noticed a distinct change in, if there was a thing. Just like literally, just range. Mm. Like I never. So I don't know if you know like a mixed voices. So like in your they in singing, they're like you have your belt resonating or your mix mm. in your head, and I never had like a mix or a head voice. I would just like belt or like what what some musical theater people call scrunting, which is like scream, scream belt, like a yeah. yell, like. Um, That's what I do at the karaoke bar. <laughs> yeah. That's how I sing John Legend songs. It's nice. Scream oh, belt. John Legend, your go-to. Oh karaoke man, song. ordinary people. <gasps> That's classic. Yeah. Yeah. What's your other like other go-to karaoke? Um, I do. Uh, I believe in a thing called love, of the darkness. You do? Yeah, that's what a great song. It's it's it's. I'm doing it like this, <laughs> like that's the only way I can be. Alive. Yeah, I have to like tighten everything up back there and try and get through it. Yeah. Yeah. But Faith, George Michael. <gasps> And never gonna give you up by Rick Astley. Oh my gosh, that's one of mine. Oh, get out of here! Cheers. Cheers. Really? Yeah, when you, anytime you could rickroll someone, I oh think yeah. That's a, a my classic. favorite is to rickroll a room full of drunks. Mm -hmm. Also, that's a, such a romantic song. Yeah. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Yeah. Never gonna tell a lie or hurt you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Tell me those things, please. Please. Goodness. <laughs> Yeah, gosh, and he has such like awesome moves in that music video. Mm -hmm. His hips do things, and I'm like, Shakira has nothing on that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Shakira took all those notes from Rick Astley. Probably. Mm -hmm. That's why it's in the name, <laughs> Astley. Mm. I see what you did there. That's right. Shake it, Rick. Don't you ever stop. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're gonna. This goes out to you. Definitely. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tweet at him. See what he <laughs> says. He's not gonna say anything. Yeah. Do you like karaoke? I, I love karaoke. Yeah, it's just such That's a great such a time. rare trait. <laughs> yeah, it is. No I one mean, likes karaoke. Like maybe you and Liz. Bradley loves karaoke. You like karaoke too? Oh yeah, it's a good time. Bradley <laughs> loves karaoke. Yeah, it's it, it's I'm scarred for my family. Why? <laughs> oh, well, okay. So not mm, okay. <laughs> so my dad used to, would just like up and pick us like our whole family up and be like, we're going on a road trip. Hmm. And we used to have like a Nissan Quest, which has like a that was like one of the first oh, class, yeah. one of the first vans with like a TV in it. Ooh. And my mom, Ritzy. <laughs> God bless her. My mom <laughs> would bring the karaoke mic and connect it to the TV, and she would do karaoke for like eighty percent of the road trip, and it would just be. Her singing and like my family's also obsessed with karaoke. I remember um, at a party, I was like, I had my, I brought my guitar over because I was learning guitar, and I was like, Hey, family, I want to like play you my songs that I wrote, like the originals, you know, like you guys get the first listen. And I started playing, and my aunt, my aunt was like. Jen, hey, um, can you quiet down? We're gonna do karaoke, and oh. I'm like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> there is no, like, I was like, okay, 
like clearly karaoke takes precedence over my sanity or yeah. my well-being. Yeah. Over so I think I'm a little. This is our second. Like, this is our second child, Jenna. Our first child, karaoke <laughs> machine, is over here. I know. Like, also, my karaoke machine that we had when I was growing up would score you. And it, oh it, no! And so it was like I think it messed me up like so much mentally. Like karaoke hero. <laughs> I, I don't even know what it was called, but like you would get points taken off if you changed the key, oh. and like it was impossible to get in a hundred. Damn, that's an advanced You could like see the best thing you've ever sung in your life, and it was like mm, <laughs> ninety. Oh, and you're like what? Like mm, seventy six, and you're like great. <laughs> I like sang my heart out, and like. I am crying. <laughs> the rest of my family is crying. How dare you, machine? I know. It's like, mm, good try. <laughs> you suck. Oh, so, man. I don't do karaoke. I think the last time I did karaoke, I was very, very drunk and, like, going through something. Probably. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to sing. <laughs> the last time we did karaoke, we were at the Locavore grocery store right over here. Oh, God. <laughs> and there were six people. A grocery store? Yeah. A grocery store. A grocery store. Okay, I mean. It's a, it's a grocery store slash like hipster douche restauranteria, I guess. I don't know why I put the Ria in there. Because there's a bar there too. And so they have this like vacated corner where I think when we get to warmer months, they'll put like those benches and you can have drinks there. Cute. Really cute. Really cute. And they're um, doing karaoke at the. Like there were six people, but like out of the six people, me and Bradley are the only two people trying to sing. So it's like, all right, this time up, it's Sammy. Next up, it's Bradley. And then after him, it's Sammy again. It's just all this singing. Also, clean up on aisle four. (laughs) Can I get a price check on Stacy's pizza chips? If you have a Nissan, your lights are on. <laughs> oh. oh my god, how bizarre! Yeah, Colorado. it was crazy. And You're always mixing things up. It's weird. We're doing too much. We're doing too We're much. Doing too, just keep it simple. Yeah, just you know, I need a dank pit with no lighting, a microphone and a TV that yeah, spoils my see, words. Like, I don't, and yeah, and you need a. I need big letters because I have horrible sight. Mm-hmm. And like, I need. Yeah, I don't want people to see my face. Yeah, that'd be great. That's why I go with a bag usually. <laughs> oh, you have your own bag. Like a weird like karaoke persona of yours. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, my 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 karaoke persona is Panty Dropper Jesus. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because all I sing are the R and B Panty Droppers. I, you know, yeah. you seem like an R. Yeah. Once you mentioned ordinary people and. Yeah, I mean, used to be a guy. I can't do R. Kelly anymore though. I tried doing it at Locavore and it was it made me feel dirty the entire time. So, so I did a I did a contract up in Dillon, and uh, a lot of the regu- a lot of the people that work there regularly they love karaoke. So they brought me and a few of the other people doing the contract to their karaoke <laughs> night, and like there was this one guy there who's like a regular, mm-hmm. and. Um, he, I guess he always did Pony by Genuine, and um, and he like moves like everyone knew his move, and it was like nice. he was like, oh yeah, he's gonna sing Genuine probably. Like nice. it was like a thing, like he would just always sing Pony, oh, and man. I just thought that was hilarious because he was like kind of meltos and like <laughs> trying to like get it, like doing all these like hit thrusts and Ooh, stuff, and like sell it. I was like, okay, I was like, also that song is much dirtier than I remember as a child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. didn't understand what any of that meant. And, like, 
when you read the words on karaoke, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Genuine this is, is dirty. Yeah. He's gotta make sure he's getting consent before he sings that song anymore. <laughs> it's it's a little crass. Oh my god. It's goodness. problematic these days. Yeah, I get pregnant just listening to it. <laughs> I I had to have an abortion. Wait, what? Oh, Genuine. Sorry. Genuine. You send child support. That's right. Please send it to the ghost lights. Um, you can DM me to get my Venmo. Um, <laughs> I always, I was like, I was doing the R. Kelly song. He was like, the it's you remind me of something. Like you remind me of my Jeep. I want to violate it at a young age. That's all I can think. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, it's almost God. like yeah. I, I felt like dropping the mic and screaming, it's ruining my life. Do you, like, when you are, like, right now in mm. your car, like, who, who do you listen to? Oh, in my car right now, it's black. Um, starts with a six, so it's, it's kind of like six lack. Interesting. Yeah, he's an R&B guy, also does a lot of hip-hop. So you're a big R&B. Yeah, <laughs> big, big. But I'm also, like, I've delved into, like, Billie Eilish. I'm really starting to enjoy her. Yeah, my students listen to her a lot, and so yeah. I had have I've had no choice but to like listen to her some of her stuff. Mm. And at first, I was like, nah, I don't, yeah. you know. But like, I so for my I, I just directed a show at DSA, mm. and um, I had all my students make a playlist, and a lot of people put her songs in it. And listening to it, I was like, oh, this is actually not as bad as I thought it would be. I just like don't like mainstream because it's like. So we're done, and often like the lyrics lack depth, and it's just too poppy, and I just don't like it. But I was like, okay, like this is way better to me than like Taylor Swift. What? You don't like Taylor? I don't like Taylor Swift. No one likes Taylor Swift. It's Good. okay. Taylor Swift doesn't like herself. <laughs> it's all my joke. Yeah, I mean, Wait, I don't like myself. If I, well, <laughs> so I'm gonna, that might be an artist thing. Welcome to Sadly Manor. Said <laughs> so we're. We're all listening to sad boy music, <laughs> drinking whiskey. I know, right? And staring at a black TV, <laughs> waiting for the end. Mm. Staring at a wall. Absolutely. Um, if you're not, um, if you want to try some rap music that's still off the beaten path but getting really good reviews, this guy named Loot, who's a member of the Dreamville Record Company, um, he's got a song out now called GED, which is Get Every Dollar. That's the abbreviation for Get Every Dollar. I'm not much of a rap person. I used to, like, I used to be a hip-hop head, and then I mm. kind of just spaced out of it. Oh, no. What what you be what? I don't... Actually, I do know. Mm. Um, I used to work... I used to work on 44th and Tejon. Oh. Um, at a dispensary, and all we listened to was just, like, rap. Oh. Rap every day. Rap. And it wasn't even good rap. It was, like... It, what do they call it? Mumble rap? SoundCloud. Yeah. Something, yeah. SoundCloud like, mumble rap. It's yeah. just like, and I, I like, I couldn't do it anymore. I, you I know what? Like, you, I, I support rap. that decision. Can't do rap, and I, I just like fell in love like folk and rock. I went like the other way, like folk and rock, and like some indie stuff. Deeper than Mumford and Sons, yes. Oh, I don't like Mumford. You don't like Mumford and Sons. No. It's okay if you don't like Mumford and Sons. They're the, good the, for the a first couple album songs. was alright, but the second album got too poppy for me. Yeah. It, I I like Mumford and Sons. I won't like drop seventy dollars to go see them at Red Rocks, but they uh, mm. it started to sound like every song was the same. Some girl had left them, and they have not found a way to get over it. And there's a really cool band show playing, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can appreciate good musicians regardless of whether I like the music totally. or not. Yeah, I can't do what they're doing, but yeah. Yeah, but I 
yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know. Which is funny because I, I, I feel like I'm trying to be more conscious about spending my money on like concerts versus like food, mm-hmm. like eating out every day or something. And I want to like invest it more in like experiences. So I've been going yeah. to a lot more concerts lately. Who was the last person you saw? I saw my favorite artist ever in the world. Oh. So, um, she lit up like a Christmas tree. I really like, I'm actually wearing one of the shirts that I got from that concert. Sweet. Um, so my absolute favorite artist, Michael now, he opened for Dr. Dog, which is also like in my like, top five bands. Okay. And so it was just like such a treat to watch both of them. And they sort of kind of been like working together on like Michael now's music and doing all these like collaborations and stuff. So it was really exciting when they, announced they were coming here. But the thing is, they were performing all the way for Collins, and there was like a snowstorm, and so we took a lift of me and a few friends. We took a lift all the way to Fort Collins and like watched them, and like, it was such a good time. Did you, did you lift back or did you get a hotel? Um, no, my roommate, my roommate drove separately, so we wow. made him drive us back. Smart move. <laughs> yeah, and like, we, it's so funny because that's not the first time like we'd like, gone out of our way kind of to like watch our favorite artists like me and John Lipro we um went to Santa Fe to watch Dr. Dog at Meow Wolf oh damn and it was really awesome and so we were like when Dr. because he loves Dr. Dog and I love Michael now so um so they were like coming to Fort Collins like we have to go I think the last concert I went to was in a bar for like just folk music some Kentucky bluegrass in a bar. That's I love bluegrass. Yeah, that's I don't great. know any artists, but yeah, I don't know. The, I cannot <laughs> remember this guy. I was relatively hammered by the time I arrived. Arrived. See, arrived. <laughs> oh, very good. Rob, we're, we're doing really well. Here. I mean, I think you need another thing of hazel. Oh, that's, that's a great say. point. That's a great point. <laughs> Top you off, my lady. <laughs> Who is in your car? Who are you bumping? Is it Doctor Dog? Uh, yeah, usually, yeah, well, yeah, Dr. Dog, Michael Now is my favorite, all-time, all-time favorite. Um, there is, yeah, um, there is this, like, really sexy folk singer. Her name is Erin Ray. Ooh. She's also really Sexy, good. you say? She's super, <laughs> yeah, she's super, like, her voice is just butter, and her lyrics are mm. so awesome. Um, who else do I listen to? I love... Lucy Dacus, she's like a rock star songwriter. Um, uh, Father John Misty, I saw like. Father John Misty's good. I got arrested at that show. You got arrested at that show? (laughs) I was bawling at that. I feel like every time I go to watch a Red Rock show, I'm just like so emotional and like it feels different there. It is different. It feels a little spiritual. I I went to see. That's not like sounds basic, but it. It feels different there. If if it's if it's basic, you're not alone. Because I saw Carlos Santana, my first <gasps> yeah, concert at Red Rocks, and it was and it started to rain over Denver, right? And you can see like you can see it raining, and then all of a sudden the clouds over the concert. And sometimes came like in. the moon is right there. Oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. And we I did, also did troops for the first time at Red Rocks, so ooh. that's probably. <laughs> that sounds like a great. That's a great first place to do that. Yeah. Um, wait, I want to. Or wait, in a panel cell. To why you got arrested? Yes. Uh, just <laughs> Bradley and Bailey got arrested. <laughs> and Father was the same. Father John Misty. Father John Misty. So I made the mistake of not driving. <laughs> I, uh, they have like a bus that takes you from the Chiba downtown to yeah. uh, 
And so I like I went to Chiba Hut two hours before the bus was supposed to arrive, and I got wasted at the Chiba Hut. And then I went across the street to Argonaut, and I bought more booze. And then I got on the bus, Rockstar. and people gave me more booze. And they you just like, got so drunk. yeah, they like smoked me out as well. And then I got to the parking lot, and then, like this girl's Did like, "Does it have to be thrown into detox or something?" Or like, yeah, yeah. So they what they do at Red Rocks, in case you've never been arrested at Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah, just in case. That's- I actually got arrested during TV on the radio, um, who was one of my favorite bands. In, yeah, they uh, opened. Yeah, and so like I love Father John Misty, but TV on the radio was like going back one of my favorites. Anyway, uh, they were in like the third yeah, song. Uh, Wolf like me. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a good song, but like that whole album, in case you haven't heard. I have it on vinyl. Return to Cookie Mountain, two thousand six. Return to Cookie Mountain. (laughs) My God, where is that? I need that album in my life. That's a great title. I love cookies Uh, on a mountain. Come on, their third song for the opener after consuming a bunch of booze and weed and Molly and shrooms. Oh my God! I I was just like stumbling. Yeah, I was in a really bad place that time, and. um, yeah, Gosh, so such I was like stumbling around and they they uh, handcuffed me to a bench in a little room. <laughs> and so <laughs> I could hear like um, Chateau Lobby, like oh. muffled. <laughs> oh yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, like I still got to experience some of the music, but I was like, really? Like it would have been fine had I just not I would be devastated up. Oh yeah, I was so mad. I like, would be so upset. <laughs> that was a life-changing concert. Oh. Not the way I just feel. <laughs> oh my god. I'm actually going to be um, doing a set at Red Rocks. What? Jenna well, uh, Race, you're doing a set at Red Rocks? Yeah, no, it's not me. So, um, an amazing artist, her name is Amanda Hawkins. Um, I've known her since high school. It's, mm. been, it's been a while. Um, she... Sometimes, like, I sing backups for her, mm-hmm. and I love being a backup singer because I don't have to have the pressure of like memorizing songs or whatever. I just kind of like do like do what we do, we do, and like my step touches. Mm-hmm. And she is auditioning for um, getting a set for Film on the Rocks. Mm-hmm. And so, in order to do that, she has to do like a, a pre audition or whatever in like a smaller venue at Red Rocks. Um, I think it's like one of the rooms, probably a room that you were like handcuffed at I don't know um, and so if we if the people like her we're going to be able to like move on and like perform on the Red Rock stage which is like what a dream come true that mm-hmm. is and so I'm really hoping that they I I mean if you like R&B you should listen to her because she has like a soulful voice that's so 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 good. She's so good. And Text so, me her name and I'll look it up. Yes, I absolutely will. It's funny because she also like had to get surgery through the same doctor and everything. Mm. Um, and so she was like such a huge rock and fat like and such a huge like support system when I couldn't sing or mm-hmm. speak or anything. And now like we're both doing the damn thing. That's awesome. I know. Resurrection through music. Goodness, <laughs> resurrection. That's like such a theme this year. I feel. Nice. Like my comeback tour. You know, I like, like it. You know, I feel like 2020 is all about the comeback. Definitely. Yeah. Got to throw a snap in there. There it is. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Perfect. Well, what about you? Do you um do you like set goals for years? Like do you do oh, resolutions or anything? God. I uh I think I'm I'm in the constant living of the uh 
resolution of like fully. This is gonna sound sadder than I wanted to. Don't. It's okay. I got like fully, like fully living as me. Yeah, just yeah, like, more honest. Yeah, because there's, I mean, I'll catch myself all the time and some, like, why did I just, why did I just gas that person up for no reason? Like, I'll just catch myself in it. And it's just like this old habit. So, like, yeah, doing that. And then um, as a football coach, 2021 is going to be the revenge tour. So, or should say later this fall in 2020, not 2021. We are, we're going on a revenge tour. We got blown out by every school. You're doing your club back tour, too. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because my kids got humiliated and like fuck that. Like they oh took my gosh, advantage so your of my kids. kids. Got humiliated and then yeah, they we they were your football team. Yeah, yeah. It was it's not a good, good. It was not a good time for your footballs. No, it was not good. Oh my footballs. <laughs> oh my footballs. <laughs> I don't mean to bring up sore topics, oh, but God, I was, <laughs> we were I, all thinking about you at the Super Bowl. So after the <laughs> after the fourth and the fourth and 14 that Jimmy Garoppolo got like hit as he was throwing it. Just saying numbers and names that I don't really know. That's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. The, the team from San Francisco that did not win, um, had this play. I that much about you. I was like, Oh no. Like their last offensive play that I cared about. And I got up and I walked into the kitchen and I, in the dark, it was dark as it is right now. And I stared out the window at this house next door, just, lamenting every choice I made the, in the day, thinking that I could have like, I could have dictated the outcome. I, uh, I was, a, I'm a crazy man. And, uh, especially when it comes to my Niners and there was no place to escape or no place to hide. I grew up watching the Niners. You did? Yeah. Oh, um, Jenna. Because my mom would, my mom worked in the Bay area for a while. Mm. And so, and her job would just give her tickets to, Niners games and Warriors games and Ace. And so I like grew up watching all of these like Bay Area teams. I don't really follow sports at all. But yeah, like the Niners I always watched and like, and yeah, so I was like, I, every time the Niners are like up, I am like rooting for them. So like, I saw you at one point. So I'm, me and you are going to get matching hats now. I'm going to buy <laughs> you a hat. So I we can, it's totally fine. If you, I mean, you we played flag football. We played flag football. <laughs> And you scored a touchdown. <laughs> there, I scored that one touchdown. There's a picture on Instagram. Go look it up. Give it a like. Hey. Because, hey. uh, yeah, you're, you're a footballer. You're athletic. <laughs> yeah, you can do things. I do things. You caught the ball. I did I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you even threw a touchdown, too. Maybe. You did. Okay. Yeah. I like see. I'm more I'm of trying like, to pad your stats. Thank you. I'm more of like a kickball girl. Like I love kickball. Kickball's awesome. I love kickball, especially with a beer at first base. Especially a beer at every base. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then shot for home run. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I. Yet That's what the Jamesons for. I have yet to get a group of people to like do drum kickball with me in the summertime because everyone's like always busy doing whatever else. Sign me up. Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to start a summer kickball team. Yeah. Like I. Kickball is so fun, and it's been it's been weird because I've never been able to get like an actual game going. Mm-hmm. But for a few years there, because my house is right by the Thornton Rec Center, you could like literally walk there in like ten minutes. Um, for my birthday, we would just like all get wasted at my apartment and then like walk down the trail and like tr- attempt drunk kickball, but it'd be like really dark or whatever. And so it was like hilarious and fun. But like I was like, okay, come on, guys, we need to do a real game. Yeah. 
Because it would like go out into the street and no one know would know where it is because it's so dark. <laughs> we might have caused an accident. We don't yeah. know. Nice kick. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. Yeah, I love football. That's so fun. I'm down. If we start up a league, let's do it. And I'll provide the basil aids. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. Score on that one. Um, before we move on to back to the, the whatever we want to talk about next. Will you please get a hold of your mom and tell her to get me Niner tickets for next season? If she can swing it. She's, well, she's not in the Bay Area anymore. Oh, man. Come on, Mom. All right, um, so you need to move. Cut back. And get she, she the same so work. Much. She's like, I think she literally just came back from the Bay Area oh. today. She works for United now. <clears throat> oh, okay. And she's always traveling. And, like, I'll, she, she'll, like, call me up and be like, yeah, um, I just need to tell you this and this and this. Oh, also, I, I gotta go now because I have to board the plane for Australia. And I'm like, what? She's like, oh yeah, and next week I'm going to Japan, so don't try to reach me. Or like, she's just like constantly traveling. And I'm like, my mom is such a special woman. She's a trendsetter. She's a trendsetter. She jet is, setter. She's a jet setter. She's yeah, she's amazing. It's awesome. She does all the things. She's a workaholic. Is she? Well, yeah. then in that case, don't bother going, mom. It's okay. Yeah. You you don't need to go to San Francisco for me. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, 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 thanks for trying though. I don't. I want to put you out. <laughs> Mom. Mom. Um. That was such an awesome tangent. <laughs> Just, I love that. <laughs> like sports, sports, Red Rocks, karaoke, Red Rocks. Um, Bradley's Tale of Woe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome stuff right there. A tale of valor. It is a tale of valor. <laughs> I just get this Good image nice. of you sitting there. It's like setting the bar high for Red Rocks experiences. Oh, I I remember getting a, let's see, I was like really drunk for the Ben Harper concert a couple years ago. And then uh, then just sitting there listening to the music and being so tired from walking there that I was like, I'm just going to sit here the rest of the night. And my tale of valor is just me sobering up and driving everyone home. Yeah, it sucks when you have to drive to Red Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Not if you take the party bus. Party bus from Chiba Hut. I guess so. Yeah, I've never done that. It's, yeah, usually, yeah, it's like you just don't want to be the one that drives to Red Rocks. No. You want to be the one to, like, be the passenger. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to have to, when we go to Wolf, Wolfpack, we'll have to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wolfpack, yeah. He hit me to them. They're amazing. Yeah. I know Joey Dosick. Dosick? Dosick. Dosick. I don't want to pronounce anyone's names. Yeah. I'm like, I just feel things and I cry at their concerts, but I don't know how to pronounce anything. That's great. That's how, whenever you can tell when I don't know how to pronounce names because I speed through parts of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's uh, Jay. Jay. His name is Jay. Jay, Jay. Oh, For a second there, I was wondering if you like you have pronounced my last name. I do okay. I can't. Remember. Reyes. Mal Reyes. Mal Reyes. Yeah. Nice. I, I said Mal Reyes. Son of a bitch. You said Mal. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say Mal. That's yeah. why. That's how I got my Molize nickname from. from Molize. Well, that's not quite. So, uh, Miner's Alley calls me Molize because. There was a review that instead of writing Mal Reyes, they wrote Mole Reyes, like M O L E, and then the Mole Eyes. It was like E Y E S. That's quite the typo. It was. It was. It's so funny because it was during a time where 
I thankfully was booking a lot of work, mm-hmm. but every review that was written about me had misspelled my name. The very <laughs> first time was Jenny Noel Reyes. And then it was like a few Jennies, whatever. But like it, was all encompassed by Jenna Molize nice. in the Golden Tribune or something. Got to keep you humble. Oh, my God. Rising to the top. Like, it became a thing where I was like, <laughs> how are they going to misspell Jenna's name now? And one time, Westward put a picture of me, and it and they wrote Lily Hokama under my picture, who was my, like, awesome Asian sister in the show that I did for mm-hmm. She Kills Monsters. And, like, it was just like, mm. No, that's right. not me. Did you think it was Lily, who's the other Asian girl in the show? Like, we weren't sure. No, I'm. I'm gonna start at the bottom. Hey, now, now we're, we're still here in the middle. Yeah, we're in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> we're just floating here. We're just, we're just trying we're just to, trying to claw. Definitely trying to stay busy. Get away from the booze, kitty. <laughs> Audrey is a a fan of licking bottles, but don't actually give her the real thing. She hates it. Oh, Can right. we? Uh, my Can cat. Add a question. Sorry. Oh, yes. Add a cat. question. Does she look fat to you? <gasps> the cat. <laughs> I'm just very concerned about overfeeding her. So. <laughs> no, my cat is so much bigger than she is. Uh, my cat's much bigger. Than she is. Mostly big cat. Yes. I mean, like, granted, he was like with his mother the longest, so he was like. Oh, yeah. On that good milk for a mm-hmm. while. Like, mm-hmm. he's a big boy. Oh, look you are, at that. You are yawn. skinny. You're just fluffy. Yeah, you're fluffy. And you're not brushed regularly. I brush her at least twice a week. I know. I'm teasing. More than you need to. <laughs> I just wanted to take a <laughs> shot at Bradley. Yeah. Ooh. No. Summer's coming. No. You know, like, winter's coming, but, like, summer. <laughs> yeah. You know? You gotta get that good, good haircut. Yeah. She'd probably enjoy that. Do you think you're a dog soul or a cat soul? Cat and dog soul for sure. You're a dog soul. Oh, I'm loyal. Yeah. Lazy. Yeah. yeah. Kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But always down for a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say you're a dog soul. You jingle your keys and I'm out the door with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how dogs sound, right? I some dogs. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. You? Dog, cat soul? What do you think? Oh, man. See, when I first got to know you, I would say cancel but I, I, I mean now now we've spent a little more time together we've been drunk together we played football together <laughs> i'm gonna say dog soul really yeah interesting i think i'm a cat soul okay but i love dogs that's my thing yeah i think i'm a i think i'm a good yeah i think i'm like a fox or something well like say a, a cattish dog or like a you know like, right foxes are kind of like the same yeah as a cat <laughs> or maybe not i, don't well, know. I mean they like to they like to bound at things like a cat does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one at home can see the, the gestures I'm making, so I'm not really <laughs> selling the joke. But anyway, I mean, there, it, it happens. You, look up a fox diving into the snow, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Do that now, and now we're back. To the and now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> I, love, I love having the, the podcast and, and, and trying to describe things to people at home that are not I in the I just forget that that's a thing. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just having a conversation. That's the best time. This is the, that's the best kind of podcast where it doesn't feel like. And now here's a word from our sponsors. Folks, go to Squarespace if you want to start that website. That's how you know you made it. Tell them the ghost lights sent you and you won't get a discount because it's not a sponsor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't ask for a discount. Mm-hmm. We don't have one. Nope, we don't have one. You could put in the ghost lights and I'm sure it would just kind of laugh at you. 
if a computer could do that. Why did you choose Ghostlight? The Ghostlight's podcast? Um, because... I actually, like, I want to get Ghostlight tattoo. Ooh. Because I want to... Get the logo! I'm not going to get your logo. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's fine. But, um, um, she threw the pillow at me. <laughs> no, um, the, I picked the ghost light because it was my favorite superstition. And I'm usually not a superstitious person. Yeah. But when I was in college, and that's when my interest was peaked in performing, uh-huh. um, they talked about all the different, stereo- uh, not stereotypes, superstitions that were involved in theater and leaving a light on the stage so no one would walk off the edge was really cool to me. And I just like, I like, Oh my God, it's such a great idea and it's practical and it's real. And I was like, that that's, that's what we're doing. That's where the ghost lights podcast. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I've always like wanted a, um, a theater tribute tattoo. I've have, I have four different tattoos right now. And, um, I didn't want to like get the masks. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I'm turning, so I'm turning 30 this year. Congratulations. On my golden birthday, May 30th. Ooh. And so I'm like, I, I feel like I need to do something big. And like, when I turned, I think when I turned 25, I got my big girl tattoo. Like, this is a huge side tattoo. And so when I turn 30, I think I'm going to get another one. Nice. And I think I want, I'm not sure if I want to do the ghost light that I've been wanting to do, um, or if I want to get like my golden pony. Um, Back to genuine. No, not genuine. No, not that one. The Sorry. Outsiders. All right. And, <laughs> oh, but now, I'm like, oh, dang. Do it. Let's do it. Um, Ride it. Not <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. Or I might even just fucking get a pizza tattoo because why the fuck not? A pizza tattoo? Yeah. Yes. Pizza <laughs> tattoo. That's what you're about? Yeah, pizza tattoo. Yeah. I mean, I, I, me and you have talked about the virtues oh, of bad pizza. pizza. You We've, know I love pizza. Yeah, pizza's it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Domino's is here now, folks. Oh, yeah. No, sadly. Um, but yes, pizza tattoo. Do it. Get a giant one. No, it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just so like hardcore. your favorite <laughs> toppings out there. Oh my God. That'd be so awesome. No, I think I want to. <laughs> Jenna, stuff crust. <laughs> just- Rich. Oh my god. That's the new nickname, Stuff Crust. Stuff Crust. This is some joking. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I kind of feel bad about that. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. Take it back. No, Stuff Crust is the way to go, though. Let's be real. And honestly, so Little Caesars. Shout out to Little Caesars. Shout out to Little Caesars. They do a $6 Stuff Crust. Better than Pizza Hut. Whoa. Yeah. Is it hot I know. and ready? Is it hot and ready though? Always. <laughs> Always hot and ready. Yeah, I will I will vouch for their stuffed crossover pizza hut. 100%. I'm, I'm it's gonna, cheaper and it's better. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to disagree with you at all on that. You have to try, just like do a taste test one week. Get Pizza Hut and then get Little Caesars. That sounds like that sounds like a happy Thursday evening. I don't know what we're doing tomorrow, but yeah, pizza. Oh, no, we're seeing a movie the tomorrow. The Invisible Man. We're seeing with Moss. That's right. The, yeah, we're that see was a wild. It right? does. That was wild. At first I was like, did they already make an Invisible Man? Like, yeah, we're seeing it like Kevin Bacon. Oh. And Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one looks crazy. Yeah. I wasn't mean like, everyone around me was like, pass. And I was like, yeah, pass. 
But a part of me was like, that looks weird. That's that's kind of how I was every time a Fast and Furious trailer would come up. <laughs> like, pass, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Me too. Sucks. Totally. Now I own all of them. <laughs> Except for Hobbs and Shaw. That can eat. That's that's not a Fast and Furious movie. That's a rock. I, I will admit to having watched many of Fast and Furious. That's yeah, you are not alone. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. I've seen a lot of those. So is most of America. <laughs> the world. Goodness. Yeah. Like, but talking about good movies, 1917 yeah. and Jojo Rabbit. I love 1917. He saw Jojo Rabbit. Bradley did. Incredible films. Nice. I still have to see Parasite. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah, you go see it when it's in theaters. I know. I want to go watch it at Alamo. Try to, like, uh, like, get rid of any expectations. I think that a uh, lot of Parasite? people. Yeah, I think a lot of people after one. Uh, they went in with like a lot of hype and like I think people ended up being disappointed because it wasn't quite able to live up to what they expected it to be. But it's a it's a great movie and just like don't learn anything about it. Just go in and get ready to get taken for a ride. I love that. I love I love that description for anything. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like if theater were to be like, hey. Don't expect anything. Just like I, I think the reason why I like shows so much is when I don't know much about them. Yeah, it's the shows that I know, like front to back, that I'm most critical about. Absolutely. It's hard to not watch theater critically. Oh my god, it's, it's gotten so hard. so hard for me now. It's really. Hard. I've been doing it for so long. Been rejected so many times and seen shows I've been rejected for. You get salty. Sometimes I'll get a little salty. I'm not. I'm not above. I'm not above. I try not to get salty, but I and I always. Ask my friends. I'm like, am I being biased because uh, good because scene. I'm a woman and I'm judging these women harder, or am I being biased because of this reason or whatever? And like, often, sometimes I'm like, I think you're being too hard because maybe you wanted that part or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, granted. Mm-hmm. And like other people, are like, no, you're spot on. I'm like, okay, good. So I, I make sure to always ask my friends, I'm like, am I being too critical because of this and this and this? Or do you agree with my, like, opinions? And, like, I have a lot of opinions. I want to be a director. I have to have a lot of opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, so... But it's still really hard to watch theater. It's so it hard. And half the time people don't even watch each other's shows these days. Like, because they're so critical, like, no one wants to support each other. And, like, I think that's going to be the death of theater. I don't want to go see theater because it's, like, 40 bucks for a good show. Let me, let, me, let me rephrase. It's 40 bucks in some locations. Not a good show. Like, you know, 25, 28, like that's, that's on the doable side. But even me, I'm still like, I'm sitting in an uncomfortable chair at $28 for two hours. Yeah, so it better I mean, be an amazing show. And that's why I love the theaters that do um, industry discounts or whatever. Because, like, yeah. the biggest supporters are other actors. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it's like, yeah, how do you bring money into the theater? I have no idea what goes into the business aspect of theater. Same. I had, a, I had a sit down breakfast with Rick Bernstein, shout out to Rick Bernstein, years ago. And he was, uh, he was they were in the preparation, I think, of, of vacating at Miners. And we had, I wanted to ask him those questions because when I was young and ambitious, I was like, you, owning my own theater, doing my own stuff? Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, and what I've heard from a lot of people who are running their own theater companies afterwards, it's like, it's life sucking you will probably always be not making a profit. 
Uh oh. <laughs> Whoops. And the cat just uh, <laughs> destroyed <laughs> something in the corner. Yeah. Uh, Audrey's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'm surprised they don't do like a theater production workshop class at the Denver Center. Mm. Because I would totally go to that just to learn yeah. what it means to produce something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, uh, all I've done is like act, say words, and, or try to direct things. Mm-hmm. And, that's a different world. Yeah. Honestly, the best way to learn it is just save up five thousand bucks. Yeah, let me just and do a show. Well, that's the thing. Is like it is it is prohibitively difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, just doing that, like learning the production side of it, really, I think, makes you better. No, in, yeah, in it's like lives. it really is like trial by fire. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. Um, for years, I've there's this. Show of mine, dream show. I wish I could convince the year bunk company. What's your dream show? Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. Dude, Odette's is so good. Mm. I that's so awesome that you mentioned that because I um so everyone asks me like what's a show that you want to direct? And I don't have an answer to that. And so I've been trying to like read a lot of shows these days yeah. so I can have an answer to that and like Odette's is someone that I want to like read through his canon because he's so good yeah. so, so why is that your dream show um, I, I read it in college and I had to do is that a two-hander I can't remember two-hander yeah that's yeah, like a nine I don't 90 minutes is being hyperbolic I think you don't need an intermission it's three acts it's them meeting up at a bar it's them after they fucked at their back at her place yeah. and then it's like Made love, and then it's like getting back onto like whatever balance those two can try and find at the end. And that's I love because when you're in college, do you have it with you? Oh, yeah, can I borrow it? Are you gonna put it on and cast me? I mean, $5,000. Oh, if I'm right for the part, (laughs) well, Jenna, let me tell you, it was the part I was born to play, darling. Ah, yes. Um, a brawl in the streets, and uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I like brooding parts. I love Batman. I like to be dark and brooding and mysterious. Oh my God. That's why I want that play. Um, that's probably the realest thing I've ever said on this podcast. You like broody parts? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be broody anymore. I'm always cast as like this, like edgy ingenue. Like that's literally like edgy ingenue. Yeah, like that's like, a great tagline. Though. No, it's always like ingenue with a problem or ingenue with a secret or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's always like, yeah, I'm always like the, <laughs> like, I played like Mimi and Rent and like, I recently did like this other character with Local, um, who was like homeless, but she was like this, like it was, I want to just do something funny. Yeah. I don't want to be like edgy and sad and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to be brooding. No. I want to like make people laugh. I want to. I, I want to make people laugh too. I mean, there's nothing like, and this is, I'm even at my age and whatever I can call a career behind me. I, it's I'm still nervous about being in comedies. I'm like, I don't know if I do blah blah blah. I mean, comedy's terrifying. Yeah. Right? Like, cause yeah, cause it's easier to make people cry than it is to make them laugh. Oh, totally. What you just gotta do is stomp on their foot. 
<laughs> just got punched him in the face. Yeah, just hurt him. Um, it's a victimless crime. Sorry. <laughs> no, but like, it, and it's so true because like, no one has the same kind of humor. Yeah. But like, everyone like has you could pull out everyone's heartstrings in a similar way. Absolutely. Um. I uh. Yeah. But yeah, Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. Okay. Danny okay. and the Deep Blue Sea. I will. I will go into my my cavern that I call the bedroom, and I'll pull out the script for you. I'll read it. All right then, and oh. we'll we'll have to we'll get we'll get it back because yeah. I love that play. I just like want yeah, I need to find things that I can direct. Yeah. Oh man, what would be your uh, like dream piece to direct? See, I don't know. I don't have no? an answer to that. What do you have? Like a couple that you're intrigued by at least? Um, yes, I actually do. I think once I'm a little bit more experienced, and I will have theaters that are asking me to direct for them because mm -hmm. uh, that, that list is a little to none. Um, <laughs> I, I am fascinated by the show Tribes, which is- Oh, by uh, Nina Rain, is that her name? I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, the, it's like all like sign language and like- Yeah. Yeah. I, they I, did that recently with Denver Science. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm fascinated by that show. Um, I'm terrified. Of musicals, but I think it would be important to direct a musical at one point in my life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like what like what musicals speak to you in that? Like, it's from hard because there's like so many different ones. Um, is there like a certain type that you're? I like darker musicals. Like I think Cabaret is really oh my god interesting. Yeah. Um, I. I really love Sondheim too. Scarlet Pimpernel. If we're talking about dark and edgy, Scarlet Pimpernel is fun. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> of it, like it, it's all about those moving pieces and musicals mm -hmm. that make it terrifying for me because there's so many things you need to pay attention to. Um, but yeah, I just want to like start small, and, like find like a really good play, nice. and like who knows if it's even written for me yet? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like. There might be a play that is still in development that I will come into contact with and I will become famous for directing it one day and that's the dream. Yeah. That's the dream. She does a far away visionary look after I that. <laughs> I'm totally gonna ride her out. I just wanna be a fucking director. I love it so much. And I love performing, but there's something about directing and like collaborating in such a different way with so many different people that I have become obsessed with. Mm, yeah. like, I have become obsessed with it. And I super appreciate it. And I know I'm super green right now. And I know I'm super young. But I love it. And I feel like I can be really good at it if given the opportunity. And I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I've been given mm -hmm. um, so far. And yeah, I just love it so much. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, for just to just to say, working with you on Cars of the Taj was awesome. That was such a special experience. Yeah, I mean the I mean the feedback that you did provide us with and your constant like presence, like we needed that. <laughs> we needed great. we needed your take in that room you too. You needed a female. We needed a room. female in that room ASAP because we would oh die with nonsense. So many boys, so many boys. You, yeah. Jahad, yeah. Steven, and and Rick, Rick, and then me coming in. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was Rick good. Rick kind of balanced us out, but from more like a, I've got a job to do on the stage manager, you punk asses. Rick Morales. Rick Morales is awesome. I he's recently, bae. Um, he's stage manager bae. He sure. is 
absolute Caesar Andrew Bay. Yeah. I love him. Oh. Um, and, and he can dance. He can? Oh, yeah. I get, I. He was like, I, I saw him the other day and he was just like dancing on the dance floor. Mm. He's like, I see you. I see you not sharing that with us, Rick. All right. <laughs> You're going to get tagged in this too. Just for that little. Zimmer. How many people can we like mention so we could tag them? And, oh like, man, else. I think I've got just twenty like, <laughs> listeners. No, you just have to say so many names. Yeah, just everybody. Name drop, um, name drop. Rick Ashley, he's um, <laughs> a listener. After today, you will be. Uh, yeah, Jimmy That's right. Can we can we just take a moment to appreciate how we spelled his name? Jin G I N U. Wine, W I N. Gin and wine. Yeah, gin and wine. I've, like, I've definitely been on that journey before. Like, that's a, gin to wine. I, that's a scary mixer right there. I never mix your your booze. Oh, I am not. You're not against that yet. I am. Well, get the vodka out of the freezer. <laughs> I don't do vodka. That's the only thing I don't do. Um, but I am notorious for switching it up within the night or like doing all the things. Mm. I'm notorious for that. That's that's where I started. It was like, huh? Whiskey, beer, wine. And that was let me let me rephrase. That was my first experience at the Edgies. What are the Edgies? Do you remember Edge Theater? I yes. do. Yeah, they, do had, they have. They had. They, they had, had their had, own like ceremonies. Yeah, they had the. Well, I think I, I let me. I'm going to be try try and be as diplomatic as possible. I think it was a couple months after the Henrys, and. Uh, at their second annual Edgy Awards, I was nominated for an award, and then I was given like um, Rick's personal, like double. He called it the Double Impact Award because I played Musa and Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo. Followed up both, and yeah, Roger Joseph, and then you gotta. I fucking love that guy. He's, he's so brilliant. He's so been a brilliant writer. If I can. If I can be an extra in a movie he writes or something, I'm down to do it. I, I also want to go through his canon mm. because he's a very good writer. Gruesome playground injuries. That would Everyone be Everyone loves that show. We've done that show a few times, though. You have already? No, like just in Denver. They yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great show when Kevin and uh, Mackenzie put it on. Yeah, yeah, I remember when she was studying that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we did that. And that night after I won, uh, the, the morning after was terrifying. Why? Um, because I could barely walk when I woke up the next day. Because like, you were so drunk? Yeah. You were I, I, I had drunk with the help of a few other actors. Name names. Never. Tag them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Peter Marullo. Um, Peter Marullo. Haley, Haley Johnson. Oh, Haley. And uh, who was... Oh man, I can't. I can't. Stefan. Wait, don't get fired. No, it's fine. They're they're, they're not gonna. They're, they're fine. Stefan, who I think later moved, we drank two bottles of wine between us. White Chardonnay. Oh, that's as opposed problem. to black Chardonnay. White Chardonnay, like Chardonnay, just white wine in general is giving me headaches. Yeah, and uh, uh, through through those two bottles of wine, I think I consumed. I can't speak for the other names involved. I know me and Peter had at least. Three to four shots of Jameson. Eight. And I had about seven total <laughs> over the course of a six-hour period. This is not my finest moment, <laughs> but I did not hit on anyone inappropriately. That's always good. I got, I think, overly emotional about my girlfriend at the time. That is me on a regular basis. Yeah. You didn't get arrested? I didn't get arrested. <laughs> you didn't get arrested <laughs> her hand. And then, and, then, and then, you know, and then my, my girlfriend at the time was, uh, she's a fucking soldier. 
drove me home. Didn't complain. And she was awesome. Plus and, those significant others that yeah. are also That's right. And then the next the, the next day, I went to go <laughs> to Qdoba. She uh, she joined me at Qdoba. Is that your, like, wait, what is your, like, go-to hangover food? Oh, man. Go-to hangover food is either a, uh, a pizza as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. Or a burger. I would love to go to the Cherry Cricket. And I think it's still open. But you get the burger, put a fried egg on top, get some strips of you bacon. You fried egg. Yeah, and then the guacamole with Chez, and you're good. Chez is short for cheese. Chez, interesting. <laughs> See, if I'm like really, really hungover, mm -hmm. I, I, ha I have to like have something light. So like usually pho oh. is like a hungover food for me. That's good. Hungover, hangover food for me. Um, I will always have to have Gatorade. Oh, like that's how you know, like I'm on another level of hangover. Yeah. It's like I need a Gatorade because yeah. I don't drink any. I don't drink like sodas or juices or anything. Um, PZ Lens good in a pinch. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing, electrolytes, right? It is. It is. But then it's got the baby on the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a baby right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you feel a little shame. Yeah, a little bit. The baby's a little bit better than you. Properly rated drink is Red Bull mixed with Gatorade. Ooh. That sounds like darkness. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, when you're hungover, it's Caffeine like... Caffeine makes me crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... Yeah. Like, sometimes it, like, gets me going. And sometimes, like, lately I've been drinking coffee because I just haven't been sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, but whenever I have caffeine, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't do coffee anymore when I'm hungover because what I end up doing is having too much coffee. To try and wipe away the groggy, and then I just get the shakes. Get too much caffeine, can't do it. I can do a cup. If it's a big cup, okay. And then after that, it's it's start. It's right to bed. Woohoo! Coffee, coffee, coffee. Bed, bed, bed. Yeah. Sam, so yes. this is really off topic, but also Good. kind of on topic. What yeah. is like the best thing that you've seen in theater recently? Without a doubt, um, Shockheaded Peter. Uh, yeah, I watch that. Yeah, I hope you can go. Um, I honestly, me and Bradley went. We caught their last preview before mm -hmm. opening night, and I don't know. I mean, what did you like about it? I, I liked, I liked pretty much everything. I found like I think there was a great balance between like throughout all the acting in terms of like quote unquote. Did Amanda direct that? Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. Skill, technique, it was all up there on display. Would would you say? I don't think any one person from that show should be recognized and like given a Henry. It's super ensemble. It's super ensemble based, yeah. and from that perspective, it's it's just brilliant. Everyone's given them opportunity to shine, considering where you can, depending on where you get to sit. They make you oh, move. There's so oh, much stuff happening around you. Oh, totally. It, you're you are in the play. Bradley got moved to a like a, a, a bench right in the center. I, yeah, stage. I was sitting center stage by myself. Is it immersive or is it? It is, yeah. Oh, okay. And like it's it is one of the few shows. So I, I try to go to immersive shows. Do you like immersive shows? Do you both like immersive shows? Oh I absolutely I have been so lucky to do some immersive shows here and Yeah. Well, this is this is one that like really fits the bill. Like it's not it doesn't dip its toe in. It just d jumps into the deep end. And it's like, you are part of this world, but it also makes you feel welcome in this world. That's awesome. Yeah. I think she would love to hear that. And I think one of the things that I love about the show, too, is Tiger. that... Tiger. Oh, Amanda, <laughs> Amanda's going to find this. Like, she'll find it. She, 
we she kind of has to listen to me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an autistic associate member. All right, so sorry, no, uh, okay. immersive theater. But I am that. Yeah, yeah. You love immersive theater. I love it. I mean, some people like it's all for me, and I totally understand that. I started out in that world. Like oh. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. From when I when I was a kid, you know, plays were done up there, yeah. across yeah. the room. There was an edge to the stage and it all kind of existed in there. And then the more as an actor, you just are in it. Then to me, it's even in proscenium stages. It was like, no, this is like, it is immersive, at least for us on stage. And that seems like, I don't know if it's a hokey way of describing it, but like you just get so used to the moment and saying yes. And then when you get comfortable with that, incorporating the audience to actually like be with you, to interact with them doesn't seem that hard, yeah. but I had to do, I had to do some immersive theater before I really got comfortable with that. And um, it's such an interesting, different skill set that act, not, not every actor understands or knows yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's fascinating. You did the show over at, um, up at Stapleton, right? With them. Um, I can't remember the time. Yeah. So I've done, a few immersive shows. I the first one I did was Sweet and Lucky. Sweet and Lucky. Yeah. Um, which I had to learn in twenty four hours. And like it was like three days split up, but it was like a total of twenty four hours. And then I just like had to go on. Wow. Because they just needed to because they, they extended the run, mm. and they were like, we need to just fit people in and like go. And it really was like twenty four hours. We had to learn the whole track. I was covering uh, Meredith Gardai. Um, and it was terrifying. It was so terrifying, especially because the first time they cast it, I didn't book it. And I, yeah. and then they had, a, they had another round of callbacks and they didn't call me back. Oh. And I found out that they were having another round of callbacks and I emailed them and I was like, Hey, I felt like last time I did pretty all right. Why am I not called back for this? Ooh. And so I had like a meeting <laughs> with Emily um, who was the producer at the time, and she like had a very real conversation with me, and I was like, "Rock and roll, great! Thank you for the notes. Submit me and see me again." And like, thankfully, I got it, and I was so happy about it. Um, but it was also just a terrifying thing because it was such a new world, and it was like it, it's a very specific skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a great story about Amanda Berg Wilson in that show specifically. And me later. And then, so after that, I did, after that, I, I did Amanda's show, Wild Party, at the at San That's Market. a wild party, yeah. Um, and that was a musical, which I mentioned earlier, which was an anxiety thing for me. Um, but it was just like, everyone was so freaking talented. Like, gosh, Emily Van Fleet. <coughs> Oh my goodness. I want to be your agent. She's so good. She is amazing. <laughs> She's so good. She would make me so much money. Um, and she was the lead of that show. And she was so brilliant. And like, there was so many good people in that show. And everyone was so sexy. And I had to play a 14-year-old. And then we would have like moments. Well, you were 14 then? I was supposed to be 14 in that show. Wow. And like, people would be like hitting on everyone, like Marco, and like putting their hands up. Um, like Ali's skirt or whatever, and I was like, we need to talk about this immersive thing because 
people are getting a little too wild at the wild party. You don't feel safe. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, no one's hitting on me. Like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm playing a 14-year-old. Um, and then we did that. Except and, for this one guy sitting in the back. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop selling him tickets. Sorry. <laughs> that show was wild. I love that. We show. had a, like an ambulance come in because someone like passed out from being too drunk. Whoa. And, like, it was insane. Damn. It was insane. And I was then, lucky. Everything was so overpriced in terms of drinks. I was like, no, I think this one scotch will do me. <laughs> That's why you got a pregame at the Chiba Hut. That's right. Pre-game of the shoe hut, folks. And, yeah. and then, and then I did between us, which was the one-on-one. Uh, I'm not covering up the mic at all. Go. <laughs> no, are we? Are we? No, that's what it was called. Oh. No, that was the one that DCPA did last year, right? Yeah, so it was oh, called between black. us, and uh-huh. it was like one actor, one audience member, yeah. and they had the whiskey tasting, which Amanda directed. Mm-hmm. The um. The card game one, which Jenny Coons directed, and then there was um, first date. mine, which was Blind Date, oh. which Lauren Ludwig directed, and yeah, the Blind Date aspect of the immersive thing was wild. It was so wild. Half the time, people didn't even know what they were, like, they were so confused, which was really confusing because, like, they bought the ticket, mm-hmm. but half the time, they're like, are you an actor? Is this like a performance art thing? Like, are you lying to me? And like, as an actor in my character, I was supposed to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't a show. I'm just on a date with you right now. Like, all these things. And people were so confused. People were so confused. Yeah. Any numbers? No. I did have people find me on social media, though, as an actor. Creepy Um, or no? That's that strikes me as cringy. It was just like it's that specific show is such a blurry line that's mm-hmm. like I I honestly don't know what to think about it. There was a, there was only a, there was only like one or two moments that I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, this is kind of weird because it was like an older guy who like kept commenting on how young I was. Um. It's the same guy that went to uh, the <laughs> <one> show. <laughs> Are you still 14? <laughs> it was so interesting because, like, so every so I did the show with three other people who also played the same character. Oh, wow. Um, and so it was me, yeah, yeah. Justin Rolverett, um, Chelsea, and Mary Trevathan. Okay. And we're all such different people. Like, different ages, different body types, different races. And I thought a lot of people were going to comment on the fact that I was a woman and like a lot of my dates were female, Mm. but no one commented on the fact that I was a woman. They commented on the fact that I was young. Hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. interesting. Meanwhile, like Justin, he was always commenting on the fact that he was a man Mm -hmm. who might've been on a date with a man or whatever. And like, it was such an interesting social experiment. Um, yeah, like half the time, like I got left in the middle of my date slash the show. So there would be like two thirds left of the show left and like they would just leave. Wow. They were like either uncomfortable or they're like, I have plans. And, I'm, and I kind of took that personally. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I a bad date? Like, I just got to say from the production side, that is genius. Yeah. Like, you have four shows concurrently. Yeah. Well, like, and then you have, you have four actors per show. So you can do 12 theoretically simultaneously charging $50 per ticket. Like 
we did um, we did no more than two shows a day because oh, it's okay. pretty exhausting. Like, yeah, it was an imagine. emotional show, and like you have to be one hundred percent present with your audience member. Yeah. Um, That's so. Did you find that easier to work with an audience member, like? Than like a scene partner? Did you view them as a scene partner? Oh, they're definitely a scene partner at that point. They're definitely a scene partner at that point, and they could derail you so quickly. And so there was a matter, there was like a lot of flexibility that you had to like be comfortable with improving and like all these things. Um, yeah, it was wild. Yeah. It was such an interesting experience, and it it like weighed really heavy on me for a while because like really, it, it was super heavy yeah. content and like. For a while, I had, like, imposter syndrome where I was just, like, I feel so bad because these people are sharing such personal, deep things with me, and I'm lying to them. I'm, like, pretending to be this character, and I'm telling them these false facts, and they're telling me things from their real life, and I, and, like, also, there isn't a curtain call or anything. You just, like, split ways, and you carry that, like, I carry that with me for a while after the shows and it felt really heavy and it felt really blurred and it felt it, I was like I need to shake this somehow and I have to like come up with some sort of ritual or whatever to like come out of that state out of that world because mm-hmm. it was just it was so heavy yeah yeah because it was all about death and like what does death mean to you and like it, we asked like serious Welcome to the date. <laughs> exactly. It was like this blind date and like people would open up to me like when I would ask them these like serious questions. I was like, one of the questions were um like how do you think you're gonna die? Uh, or like are you scared of Hopefully in my sleep with a pizza. Is that, what, is that how seriously? No, no, no. How I, do you think you You should hope that you are awake for the pizza and then you die from like heart attack. No, I don't go that. Seriously, how do you think you're gonna die? Uh, how do I think I'm gonna die? Um uh, I have always said that I'm going to die a second after my the love of my life dies, like next to her, like in bed. Like I've envisioned that since I was a boy. I'm getting to that place. I'm getting I'm getting pretty old, so I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. But that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, if I had to be honest, I think honestly, I'll be working. I'll be doing something I love. And that's how you want to die. Then. Yeah, next to the person you love, or doing something I love. But you think you're going to die while you're working? Yeah, yeah. Just valid. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm I'm like doing my I do like my my job with my kids, and I do the job at you know theater. I think I'll just be like you know on my way from one gig to the next or something like that, and just or in the moment you'll accidentally whistle on stage and some poor stagehand will drop a sandbag on your head. That's right. That's right. Oh my god, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't whistle on stage though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a superstition. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I whistled one time when I was at the River Fox as a child doing the Manit show. Oh. And I whistled. And he came and out through a cup. Do you know who Joey Wishnia is? Yes, we'd love to. Joey Wishnia. So he was in that show with me. Tag Joey Wishnia. Tag Joey Wishnia. So he was in that show with me, and I whistled, and he was like, no. Absolutely not. He was like, super, super, super And he was like, that is bad luck, because that that is a, a call sign. Yeah. Like, drop a thing or do a fly or whatever. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I still whistle on stage. Yeah. I'm a big whistler. It's, 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 like a, it's like a way to make music without having to use your voice. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, have, I have been chastised for saying uh, the Scottish play in the theater. 
I'm not superstitious. Yeah. I'm not superstitious. You gotta like my grandma under a ladder while saying Macbeth. Oh, I've been punched by an actor for saying Macbeth. I'm kidding. Really? Some people are weird. Like like the ways to like get rid of the um the the curse or whatever are so bizarre too. It's like if you say Macbeth is in a theater, um, they're like you have to run around five hundred times and spit on your friend or something, and it's like that is so. Like I'm what a, a weird way to like break this weird superstition. <laughs> what are you superstitious about? Are I am even... terribly superstitious about um, jinxing things. Like I cannot speak things into existence. I'm terrified of like I will or th- like I could not say that the Niners were the better team for two weeks about the Chiefs. Well, and they proved that they proved that they were not. <laughs> yes, thank you. But I could not get you my hopes like, up. You felt like you jinxed that. I felt like I jinxed him because I got excited. I got excited. I allowed myself to believe up 20 to 10 with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter that we could hold on to the freaking lead. Oh, God. Bradley, ask her a question. Um, so uh, how do you think you're going to die? Oh, God. How am I going to die? Yeah. Um, or hope to die. Okay, yeah. So I'll talk about Jimmy. I'll start, with, I'll start with how I want to die versus how I think I'm going to die. Yes. Um, I want to, mm, this is a good question. I think I want to die, like, <coughs> after, like, a beautiful day. You know, like, you know, like, a, a beautiful day in terms of, like, good music, good food, like, all these, like, things that make me happy. Um, yeah, by the one I love, I guess. Mm-hmm. Slowly. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I... See, and this is the thing, I, because so many people have told me how they want to die, how they think they're going to die. There's so many options yeah. that I've learned. <laughs> and I never wow. really, I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of death. That's big. Um, and a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't really think about how I'm going to die very often. I do think I'm going to die, though, in like a car crash or something. I mean, that's a pretty statistical on Likely. Yeah, I just like I <clears throat> don't want to die that way, but I feel like that's really likely. Yeah. Or I also have this like really rational fear about dying in an elevator. That's like from irrational. starvation, or no, like I think like it'll like, drop, like it'll drop or something. Like, well, so good I feel news. Like that's kind of irrational. <laughs> yeah, yes, good yes. news. Like the safety mechanisms in elevators pretty much make it impossible for you to die from that way. You are far more likely to well, die because no one will hear your calls for help. And then you'll die after several <laughs> days of isolation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's like the monkey pot. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you you would be you would drive the actor to walk out in this, this <laughs> Good news, you're not gonna die from the cable snapping. No one will hear you scream. Well, to be fair, like relatively good news, I guess. Horrible news, but like elevator. People dying. I think there's been like one in Denver in the past two years. See, great. I, I know <clears throat> it's irrational. I know yeah. the odds are not like well, well, like that's from lightning. It was like an elderly person who was not able to call for help. Wow. Um, but like you're more likely to die like crossing the street. So never leave your house. No, I'm not saying. That. <laughs> I'm just saying like. Just try and like. <laughs> Tell them to leave it Think at the fucking door that fills the animals. Think about all the oh, dangerous well, things reference. you do. Like oh, walk around in the rain. <laughs> so on this, um, I mentioned earlier, me and John Woodrow went to, um, went to Meow Wolf oh. to watch Dr. Dog. 
when we did that, John Hauser um, recreated Who? John Hauser. Oh yeah, yeah. He recreated. Um, he recreated this Home Alone. The Home Alone. <laughs> I made my family disappear, but he like made it. He turned it to roommates because we were because me and Whipper were gone, and it was so key and oh. so like hilarious and. Is that so, is that available to watch? Or is yeah, it I think it's like on his Instagram or something. Oh. It was like he, he was like, I spent way too much time making this. Oh, we're doing like, this is perfect. We're going on a deep dive. That's going to be great. Um, backtracking a little bit. Um, yes, to shotgun Peter, but I had a great fun time at Aranus. Speaking of John Houser, yes. I think this was a fun piece I of theater. Props for that show. You did the props for that show. I, did you get the guitars? I did. Ah, uh, dad I, jokes. Those I, are. I, I just so Eric, this is about air guitar, and so <laughs> so I had to go through many a pawn shop to find the guitars they were using. Wow! Oh, to get them comfortable with it? Yeah, I know. Nice. No, I, but nice. I did do props for it. Um, gosh, January was busy. January yeah. was busy because I assistant directed for Frankie and Johnny. I directed at DSA, and then I did props for Ernest. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot on the plate right there. Yeah, I'm when I don't have anything lined up. Acting wise, Percent. I freak out and I like take on all these other projects. I'm I'm getting to that place too. Like I've been away from, I've had a lot of downtime from my last show, and so now you're starting to get to that. Like I need, I fucking need it. And I and I yeah, I like I reach out to as many people as I can, and I'm like, can, can I help with this and this? And doing airness was really fun because they're like, we need this to look like a dive bar. And I was like. I know what that looks like. <laughs> I've been to those. I've been to a few of those. I think I can help. Strangely my, carpeted. Finally, yes. <laughs> finally, my expertise is coming to you. Like, I know I'm on a dive bar. Nice. And so. Mission accomplished. It's got that, like, bus fabric. Ooh. You know the bus fabric? Yeah. <laughs> but it's on the floor. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you need to do this and this and this. And, like, the scenic, the scenic designer was like, is that what happens? I was like, trust me. Trust me. If anything, we need more of this. Yeah. Just trust me. We should just put a, like a, a, a sad guy at the bar who never moves. That'd be great. That would be oh, that's that's you. You're the sad. You're the sad guy at the bar. I don't know, maybe. Let's pour you some more basil. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> no, 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 no. All right. Mm. Jenna, we're at that time. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what time it is. It's um, I think it's like two in the morning. <laughs> when you are listening to this, it's three a.m. and you're still alone. Uh, whoa! <laughs> oh. oh, that's just a shout out to myself later when I listen to this. That's right. Uh, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Bradley, one of my two hundred listeners. Big ups to you guys. I love you all. Um, Jenna, what is that ghost light you wish was left on for you? So this is uh, like a piece of advice. Yeah. Or a physical light. Like there's an overhead light in my bathroom. Or something, I don't know. This is such an abstract question, I feel. It is. That's why I have to like, I got to go with like, or that piece of advice you wish you had when you got started. Helps Um, at least clarify it somewhat. I used to like, so everyone's like, do you have a piece of advice for like the students that Mm -hmm. like watch your shows or whatever. I used to to always say, if if it scares you, you should probably do it. Mm -hmm. Um... I I still believe that to an extent, but I think it's like, I think for me right now, mm-hmm. at least the advice that I keep telling myself is 
literally like you just have to be you. You just have to be like authentically you and true to that and not try to please anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not going to please everyone. No. And for, it took me a long time to realize that because I was such a people pleaser. Um, and I wanted, and I wanted to like think that I was a good enough actor to be like, I could fit into any mold. I could do whatever you want me to do. I could do these things. But oddly enough, during bus stop, I learned that it is okay to not be this perfect thing. Mm. It's okay to have opinions. It's okay to show up as you and bring what, who you are to the table. Um, because we're all so different and we're all so unique. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it really is, I think the ghost side is just like playing to who you are. Nice. Um, it's perfect. It, it, like, because there is only one Sam, there's only one Jenna, there's only one Bradley, there's only, you know, like, yeah. and we're all so different. And, it, and if you're trying to be someone else, it's not going to be effective. Yeah. It's not going to be effective. You have to be you. You have to be true to yourself. You have to be true to what you want, true to what you do. Um, Unless it's being an asshole. Don't be true to that guy. I mean, some people are assholes and some people love it. And like, that's the part they'll play. Even that, like, but like, if you're trying to be something other than who you are, if you're not truthful, if you're not speaking your truth, that will ring so loudly than anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, you just have to speak your truth always. And, like, when people don't speak their truth, you feel that energy. You feel how different that is. And it puts people off edge. And, like, it – and I think that's really important to just, like, be you. Regardless of whether that's perfect or not. Because, like, we might be going through, like, our shit. Yeah. And that's okay. That's beautiful. And that's whatever. But I think, at least for me in this year – my ghost side is like, just be true to yourself. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Jenna, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for getting me drunk on basil. Hey, no problem. That's what I'm here for. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the, the artist is Jenna Molize. Right? Oh, no. Jenny Molize. Jenny Molize. Jenny Molize. Je- 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 Jenna Molize. Molize. <laughs> Jenna Malays, no. Jenna All right, let's. Uh, she's awesome. Please go check out Freaky Friday over at the Aurora Fox. It should be opening in mid to late April. Um, if you got kids that want to be artists, send them to the DCA, DSA, DSA, DCPA. I teach there too as well. Awesome. Make make sure you find her. Um, thank you again for being here. Absolutely. Bradley, thanks for uh thanks Thank for you for being a guest artist. Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. I love I love getting to that story. I was intrigued by the conversation. Hey. I had to jump in. No, definitely. No. Hey, that's what the, that's what we do. We light fires here at the Ghost Lights. And then we put them out respectfully because we don't want them to spread. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ghost Lights podcast. The song is War by the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. Um Please go download that track. They don't know that I'm using it as my intro music, so it would be nice if you bought it from them. Um, but if you've been listening to us from the beginning, you probably already have, and so you don't need to buy it again. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, War by the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. This is the Ghost Lights. We are out. Thank you. Shakalaka.
Ah, 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 ah,